Welcome to The Healthy Beast. Today's guest is a fighter. Alfie Davis can lay claim to arguably the best head kick knockout you can find anywhere on the internet. Just try googling Alfie Davis head kick and you'll see what I mean. Alfie's just signed a contract with Bellator, which is one of the biggest mixed martial arts organisations in the world. Chasing down the UFC with loads of really great fighters, Alfie's middle name is Ronald and he's known to his many fans by his initials A-R-D or Ard. So is he Ard? Well, he's a very, very good fighter. He's only 26 and he's got the talent, a lot of people have said, to go all the way. He's also a really lovely man and he teaches kickboxing at the same gym I go to. And he was kind enough earlier to show me what it's like to be on the receiving end of some of his famous kicks. He went easy on me, but it did still really hurt. Welcome, my friend, Alfie Davis. Alfie, thanks for doing it, man. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. So you had some news recently. So you've recently been announced as a Bellator fighter, right? Yeah, yeah. Four-fight deal with Bellator, yeah. Pretty pretty excited? Yeah, I'm excited, yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, Bellator, everyone's heard of the UFC, so the biggest MMA, mixed martial arts organisation in the world. But Bellator's massive. I mean, it's kind of second, third biggest, depending how you... Yeah, I'd say, yeah. It's definitely in, in, yeah, I'd say it's second. There's also one fighting that's coming up now. Um, but I'd say Bellator has some of the best athletes in the world, arguably better than the UFC in some divisions. Um, but still, yes, yeah, secondary to the UFC somewhat. But now the, uh, well, hopefully within the next few years, as of recent things happening with M- in MMA, hopefully it's going to be a bit more of a open playing field. And I think Bellator will be one of the... Uh, the big time players in that sort of playing field of exchanges of athletes and, and stuff like that. Because it's a long journey getting as far as Bellator, right? Yeah, it's been quite a while. So how old are you now? I'm 26. So I've been competing as a martial artist for, how long has it been now? Yeah, nearly 15 years. But that's as a, 15 years. yeah, I've been doing MMA for coming up to eight years. So so when you started competing, what was that in? So you were... A kickboxer. Kickboxer, so I started, and you were 15, yeah. right? Uh, 12, I started. I 12. started 12, yeah. And then, well, 11 going on 12. So you started then. training then? and then started training. I started competing at the age of 13, actually. I was yeah. very eager, yeah. What, full I, contact? Or? No, this was light continuous. They, it's called light continuous, but I don't know, if you don't know the style, people will say, oh, light, slow the... What? Yeah, I've got to watch my mouth sometimes. No, light continuous is, uh, they should change the name really because it says light, but to be honest, it's it's almost full contact apart from they don't have, have the standing counts. And if you get if you get hit with a good shot, you can sometimes like say, oh, yeah, he, he hit me with a good shot and you can stop and have a break, but no one does that. So it's not that one where they you, you score a point and they No, stop. that's point stop, uh, points fight, and I've also done that as well. Yeah. Did you? Similar to karate, yeah. So it, the, the, the competitions I used to go to, those were the big ones. It was uh, points fighting and light continuous. Then they also had full contact as well, what I got into when I was 15. So, um, but full contact is, uh, it was almost like there was a bit of uh, arrogance away from full contact at the competitions. Everyone liked point fighting and light continuous. Um, and everyone thought full contact was a bit like, almost like not so artistic, if that makes sense. Right. They thought they were just sort of like rough and ready. Um, but I always enjoyed full contact and then I got into full contact 
and then K1 and then Muay Thai and then MMA so over the spectrum of like striking arts and now yeah grappling as well so were you just mad for it from yeah. the beginning well yeah from the beginning I used to watch I was thinking the sort of reasons I started so I used to watch Jean-Claude Van Damme he was a he was one of my childhood heroes so I watched the kickboxer film oh, probably about a hundred times. I'd go around my mum's house kicking stuff and oh. and then there was a local school opened and I was like, yeah, I'll do that. So I started and I thought, yeah, it was cool. And then, then as a teenager, as you well know, uh, well, as most people know, in teenagers, you like, you want to sort of toughen up. <laughs> so I kept at it because, especially, yeah, I suppose where I grew up as well, you have to, you have to sort of be a, you have to hold your own somewhat. So I, I kickboxed, I stayed at kickboxing to sort of keep myself wise on the street. So before you did it, were you in mm. a little bit more, where did you yeah. go up? You said Enfield. Enfield, yeah. Right. So North London. It's, uh, were you in trouble? Yeah, it was, a bit, it, was a, it was a funny childhood to be fair. It was like... Anything you can tell us about? In terms of fight, I did. I had a few fights in school. I wasn't like over, to be honest... I wasn't the over aggressive and didn't have like a super amount of fight although I used to fight in school quite uh, I'd say more than the average person <laughs> but I wasn't over over that but experiences in terms of I remember growing up I wasn't really a tough guy I was always <laughs> almost like yeah the weaker one and then as I got into the teenagers everyone knew oh we've done kickboxing so they sort of stood over it was more the fact that they knew I'd done kickboxing that I didn't have fights but yeah, it's a funny thing people's um, perception when they know you do martial arts because yeah. before um, mixed martial arts came about it was almost like if someone did karate people would think it was like this magic do you know what I mean Yeah. I think now we know that yeah. the world's a bit different Yeah. but like you know when you're a kid you're like oh, yeah, oh he does kickboxing yeah, yeah. does karate yeah yeah, it's a good it's a good statement to to prove. Yeah, to so that kind of that. that's that kind of did it steer you out of? Yeah, somewhat. Also, had an older brother, so unlike the sort of estate that I grew up, my brother had sort of somewhat of a name when we were younger. But then as I got older, it was more like I had to prove myself somewhat. And uh, yeah, so I suppose it's just like the, yeah, you have to prove yourself sometimes. But apart from that, you're all friends at the end of the day after. Um, but there was like some sort of gang culture sometimes so we'd witness some like uh, gang fights so I used to always witness it but I was always a bit scared to get involved although sometimes if someone would someone hit me I'd have to like get involved somewhat but yeah it was it was slightly violent but not as violent as some people I've heard many other people's stories like growing up and they've had a they used to fight all the time I probably had like two fights a year Mm. And uh, I'd witnessed quite a few on like where I grew up, but I think what a lot of people should realise, and I think uh, people who maybe don't know much about martial arts, they think everyone, everyone that does it knows the more you do it, the less likely you are. In initial crazy, the more mm. the, the more you do it, the less likely you are to be going into. So there are loads of people that you look at them and think if they did some training, yeah. it would completely change. It would reduce well, their ego. Massively. We were talking about Piers Morgan before we came <laughs> yeah. on, and I sat there opposite from him yesterday and this is a man that uh, well I mean it's probably too late for him but you can tell he's never had a f- done any tra- no, done anything right, yeah. in his life sort of man who's all all the talk never does anything yeah. in his body and I think you and you don't and you don't 
behave that disrespectfully if you've if you've no. been through all that kind of stuff and you've and you know you've had to train with other people and see what it's like to get injured and mm, you need your ego to be checked yeah. for sure yeah so yeah, you do. that's what martial arts does um yeah puts you in that sort of environment where you can't act like a tough guy because someone is gonna beat you somewhere yeah so yeah so how long ago did you transition to mixed martial arts then? so was i was that? 19 when I was a mixer, seven years ago, what nearly eight years? And did you had you grappled before? I, I growing up, I did judo and uh, Japanese jiu-jitsu But I always, I was always fond of uh, kickboxing at the time. So although I, I dabbled in judo and Japanese jiu-jitsu it was like kickboxing. I was competing for the GB team, so it was like all of my efforts were going into there. So um, I would dabble in it here and there, but I wasn't a competent grappler. Um, and I used, to, I was, I was ignorant to be honest. I used to think, oh, what's, I'm not learning that shit. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just knock someone out. And uh, yeah, you've won loads of stuff as a kickboxer, right? I've yeah. seen your, yeah, some yeah. of your pictures yeah. of you. Yeah, so I've won a few. I got. Um, so you just guess you thought you were such a good kickboxer, you don't need to bother with any of that. Yeah, I was ignorant. I think a lot of martial artists are people that do, do one single discipline. They think, oh yeah, in a street fight, I'll just do this. I'll just do that. Or but this is why MMA sort of highlighted to everyone that not one art, one art is insufficient. It's, uh, you can't just stick to one art. But you must have been aware when you were doing all the kickboxing and thinking about going into MMA, you must have been aware that you'd, you'd watched all the Gracies and stuff like that. Yeah, but at the same time, I was like, I used to watch the striking in MMA. I'd be like, oh, that's awful. Like, they just can't strike. Yeah, so right. in the early days, the striking was... Uh, was awful to be fair um, but I used to watch people like oh they're just hugging you know the sort of ignorant people you hear that oh they're just hugging on the floor oh that's easy if he comes in I'll just kick him I just do that I mean I used to have these thoughts I was yeah. like oh yeah that, that, that'll be easy uh, I'll easily get past that um, and then yeah one day I was sort of, I was like yeah let me let me try him and I come in and got my ass kicked and to be honest for the for the first at least six months of transitioning to MMA, maybe the year, I was still under that impression that like oh, I'll just learn the basics of this stuff, and then I'll then I'll then I'm just gonna I'm just gonna beat people up standing. Um, I don't really need. I'll just need to learn how to s- stop takedowns, and I'll be good. But there's still yeah. people that think like that, aren't there? Yeah, yeah. Well, Paul Daly, <laughs> one of my teammates, fighting Paul Daly, and I've been watching watching him quite a bit. He's got the same Paul, mentality. Paul Semtex Daly. Paul Semtex Daly. Yeah. yeah. What do we say? He. Sorry, I didn't mean to call what, him out. On yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What, what, what were you saying about him? Sorry. He's... Uh, he was just in mind of like someone that just strikes and's got god awful grappling. You know, and just gets taken down. And yeah. Then, yeah. Not like much all, you can do yeah. about it. So, I think uh, my teammate has been giving him enough grilling to honest, but he just sprung to mind. So, yeah. There's many, many athletes in MMA that. Uh, that will 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 be ignorant to sum up. To be honest, there's some successful athletes that that have sort of, that have learned sections of arts and been able to implement them. So, like Wonderboy Thompson comes to mind. He's an exceptional striker, good wrestler as well, a good defensive wrestler, and knows how to stay safe on the ground. And 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 yeah, he does well in MMA. So I don't think you have to be a master of all, but um, there is some people that just have like. <laughs> zero sort of respect for the other arts but yeah being able to keep away from someone that whole time mm. can't be easy yeah unless you've got good timing and good back. like Wonderboy Thompson probably the best fencing fighter I call them where they can stay at distance as soon as you enter into their distance they, 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 they strike to stop you uh, sort of grabbing hold of them um, 
It's tough. It is tough. And yeah, I think he's sort of downfall. Some, somewhat Woodley actually hit him. He he's lost his boots to Woodley, and then Matt Brown sort of pummeled him as well, but grappled him um, somewhat. But more, it was pace. Uh, but I think grappling is definitely something that he he could improve on. But that's the. Do you enjoy that side of it now? I do enjoy grappling. Yeah, I've almost the, when I first started, it was striking was my my favourite sort of art. But now because I think the learning curve in striking. Don't get me wrong, I've still got loads to learn, but the learning curve in grappling is so much greater. Grappling's good. Oh, it's, got, it's, getting told me. it's getting better. I should say, I know you from the gym where you train and teach. Yeah, yeah. So, Roger Gracie in Richmond. And um, I just knew you as Alfie from the gym, and I'll bump into you and see you teaching kickboxing or whatever. And then I went to see your fight, which was, the I guess, the you had one fight in Bellator before. Yeah. And there was this army of fans. Yeah. Chanting A R D, Alfie Ronald Davis. When yeah. when when did this when yeah. did this fan base? Yeah, I must mention Lon- London Shoot Fighters. Oh as yeah, well, please they. do. Anyway, yeah, yeah, they're my uh, two up there. I, I train. That's your that's, that's your my, gym. So London yeah, Shoot Fighters is London your Shoot. Gym, yeah, yeah, and then some. Yeah, and then I'll be in Richmond teaching and tra- and training some jujitsu sometimes with you guys. Yeah, for sure. Um, but the A R D family. Yeah, I think for the, the A R D family. Yeah, which, just in case you haven't really odd. Yeah, odd. So, so like, my yeah, odd family. Odd fam. So my initial is Alfie Alfie Ronald Davis. So my initial is A R D. So. Yeah. I don't know if it was destined to be, but I think, um, as I said, growing up on like the estate I grew up on, everyone's so tightly knit. Everyone's sort of passionate about each other. So, and their yeah, characters. Hey, I can't. It's all my friends, my family. It's full. Of, it's like it's funny because I've got to travel around a bit now. Uh, actually, I don't live in Enfield anymore. You get. I get to see how different some people are. And Enfield's just a great place. The, the people are characters, and when they come and cheer me on, they're some of the best. It's like they're mad, they're nutters, but they're, they're, they're my a, friends. A, a and support, yeah, yeah, a lot of them are, are nutters, but so it's a, yeah. lot, a lot of guys you grew up with. And yeah, a lot of guys I grew up with, my local. friends, training partners, locals. I went to this Bellator event, and it's that half the half the crowd was shouting your name. Couldn't yeah, believe it. Yeah, I have a strong sort of fan base. We sort of stick together. Uh, well, I guess that's important when the organisations are looking at you. They look at your obviously your fights, but partly the sport is a no, it's entertainment, isn't it? So yeah. you look at people in the big organisations, and they want people with a fan base. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I've, yeah, my friends, and also I think I've acquired some my style of fighting, somewhat exciting. I, I like to say so. I've definitely acquired acquired some, and uh, I've got a few people in in the crowd that are very good at. Um, they like football. You know, have you seen football? The way people football people chant, they're using that and they're using ARD to 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 help. Um, and then once they get the songs going, there's a bit of an atmosphere and more people start singing. So it's a forever growing family, the ARD family. That's um, great. Yeah. So you can get a T-shirt if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Yeah. Just, just yeah, yeah, I'll give you one. Don't oh, I'll give you one. Oh, if not, you can, vi- you can you can visit my Instagram page. Everyone else. Yeah. But you deserve it. I mean, you won. So you won that with a spinning back kick. I think it was the Bellator the debut. Bellator yeah. one. Yeah, that was. And yeah. you've got your famous axe kick knockout. Yeah. That, yeah. that Joe Rogan's. Yeah. showed haven't you yeah Joe Rogan's had the pleasure because yeah. that's what people want people want exciting stuff yeah don't they yeah I've, I've I've always been attracted to like the moves that look good so 
axe kicks, spinning kicks. They've always, as I said, I grew up watching Van Damme. <laughs> I grew up watching all these movies and being like, oh yeah, I want to learn that stuff. And uh, so I sort of, they're my basics. Some people would say, oh, I'd throw a jab here. I'd throw like an axe kick. It's just uh, the way I've been built and the sort of neuro pathways I've developed growing up. So yeah, I'm quite lucky in that respect. You're still a fan of Van Damme. Yeah, I he, am. He gets I, a bit of stick, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I too own it. I watched the kickboxing movie uh, again and I was like, oh, how was I so like... <laughs> yeah, because if you watch it again as a grown-up, yeah, you, you realise yeah. that everything's, I can't remember what they call it, those two shots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never show like something all in one go. Yeah, they yeah, show yeah. like him starting yeah, and then yeah. a kind yeah, of a foot, to, a foot yeah. hitting the head. Yeah. And it's, it's all... And I think... I mean, he's he's got some quite good dance moves, but I think he's super cool, yeah. man. Anyway. He's a cool dude, man. He's a, he is he is a sort of he was an idol back in the day when he he was a, yeah he was a bit of a stud. You got to give it to him. So yes, respect to him. Yeah, I think he's super cool. I wanted to ask you about weight, right? Because you fight at what's it, one hundred and fifty-five pounds at being yeah seventy kilos, seventy, 70 kilos. So what they, in Bellator that's called lightweight. lightweight. So the weight thing, I think people outside of MMA don't really understand. So mm. what's that in old money? That's 11 stone, is it? But yeah, it's 11, yeah. 11 so stone. But you know, that's not what you really weigh. No, I walk around. I've ran, so my, I weigh in officially at 70.3 kilos with the pound of the lance. I like a pound of the lance, 70.8 sometimes. Right. <laughs> but I, I walk around around 84 kilos. So it's about two stone above the fighting weight. Um, and, and yeah. that's not bit. I just should point out that's not being fat. No. That's still being. Yeah, I'm around at 84. Or I measured my body fat at 83 three kilos, and I'm 10 percent. So at 84, I'm around 12, 14 percent body fat. So it, so just to make that clear, so at two stone roughly above your fighting weight, mm. you're already so lean that mm. you're much leaner than most people ever get in their life. To put yeah. That in context. Uh, but to be honest, I start my camp around 83 kilos 84 so it's about two stone yeah over so during your camp you're losing body fat or how and, and, and then how much is in the actual the brutal bit I want to ask you about yeah so end. over a period of eight weeks I'll uh, go on a calorie deficit and I'll lose around eight kilos um, so a kilo a week it's actually not too severe um, the severity of it and the danger of weight cutting comes within the water cut so the week before the fight, I'm around 76, 70 kilos. So it's around a stone above my, um, above my fight weight. So I go through a few processes. I go through a process called water loading, um, whereby I, I drink a load of water. I re- regulate a hormone called, I believe it's called aldosterone. It upregulates, basically it's the hormone that uh, makes you wee. So you upregulate that and then the body has a, a thing where it takes around a day to to regulate back to normal levels. So if you upregulate that and then you stop drinking, then you wee out. So I wee out around a kilo, a kilo and a half. Um, so that's one of the processes I do. Another process I do is um, is low carbohydrates. So if one gram of carb, you hold on to three grams of water. So if you reduce the amount of carbs you have in your body, um, it reduces the amount of water retention that you have. And then the final process that I do is a low fiber diet. So fibrous food, although good 
uh, for us because it slows down digestion all the micronutrients um, it's actually bad for weight cutting because uh, it holds stuff within your body so you want low fiber foods that will go straight through your body um, so what kind of things are you eating then? it's uh, <clears throat> like chicken thighs thighs are less cheese I have cheese milk chocolate <laughs> yeah, really? yeah, milk chocolate is my. Uh, I quite like milk chocolate. The, the week of a fight, this is. It's not healthy, but it's the week of a fight. As long as you've got your carb sort of your carb amount decent, you can't have too much milk chocolate. Although it's not. So you, uh, you're saying at that point it doesn't matter particularly as long as it's not fibrous and it's not. Yes, it's not healthy at all. The diet's not healthy the final week. It's water loading. It's chicken. Um, it's like yeah, salmon. I mean, there's a lot of people saying that doing it at all is is not healthy. You know, but you know, you shouldn't. Why do it? You know, why not mm. just fight at the all? Yeah, weight kind. It's just very hard to regulate. I've heard so many people ask, oh, "Can we get rid of weight kind?" But someone will always manipulate the rules somewhat, and it's very hard to detect. How do you t- people are dehydrated on a daily basis? If you don't drink enough water in the day, you might be 0.7 kilos down to what what you normally are. So. If it, and then how you can you can measure hydration status somewhat, but it's, it, scientifically it's very hard to do. So um, it's just this, yeah, monotonous. Or, yeah, um, I think how, the best. How does it? How does it feel the, mm. like the when you're at the kind of lowest? Yeah, the can- point of it because you, I mean, at, at that point when you're weighing in the day before. Yeah. How weak do you feel? Yeah, you feel horrible. The once you get out of the hot baths I do hot baths some people do the sauna some people do runs I do hot bath once you get out sometimes you're like it's weird it's a bit of a looking back in like retrospect you look back and like it's not that bad and it's almost some something like you know when you triumph something that's very hard you're almost like you're like yeah it's not that bad it's quite, it's quite cool um, but when, you, when you're in it I can still I still imagine the pain of getting out of the baths and like oh I've got to lie in these towels and it, it, it it's not nice, but it's so like just, how long are you in a bath for? Well, it's not the bath. I stay in the bath for around fifteen minutes, and then I lie in towels for around twenty five thirty minutes. Presumably, we're not talking like a nice. No, it's not a nice, relaxing bath. Relaxing You're bath. not going in with bubbles. <sighs> no, this is like oh shit! It's yeah, it's gonna it's just gonna burn my ass. Uh, so yeah, it's not nice. It's not nice. So it's kind of basically borderline burning your skin off. Yeah, somewhat. Yeah. It's hot. It's a hot bath. How do you how how do you know? Mm. Sorry to ask these questions, yeah. but like, how do you know when <laughs> too hot? Too hot. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, as long as I'm getting it, that's my really? that's my sort of uh, scientific so <laughs> reason. Hot, and then you hot as you can stand, and presumably adding more. So, and okay. then you just you just sweat and sweat. Yeah. So the bath will will regulate your temperature. You do sweat in the bath, and then you get out, and then I think I lose a lot of weight in the towels. So I wrap up in towels to keep the heat. Um, in me and I keep sweating and then yeah from there I'll, so I'll lose around 5 kilos doing this process some some, some that's if I've had a bad cut <laughs> sometimes I can do less like 4 or 3 but I've, I've been known to do 5 kilos via bluffs really so yeah horrific it's a bit of a process yeah but what's worse the hungry or thirsty or tired or what is it what's the mm. I'd say it's the bath. The worst bit, actually, fasting. You fast the day before, and then you do the bath. That's fine. That's actually... It's the bath once you get in the bath. But I suppose... Because I'm dedicated to my goal, like, I'm always like, oh, yeah, I'm going to weigh in tomorrow. Um, there's almost... You know, like, when you're having a hard workout, and you're like, this is shit. 
but at the same time you sort of understand the goals that you're going to achieve there's some there's sort of like a paradox there it's like yeah it's, it's it's hard but it's fun sometimes you know that not a lot of people are doing it you know that not a lot of people are going to go through this pain so you're going to reap the rewards so um, although it's hard it is um, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel so that's what carries you too is that, that this feeling that you're dedicating yeah. yourself and doing something hard yeah exactly and it's, a, it's a, yeah and you know that this process um, not a lot of people even still today um, not a lot of people are, are are great at weight cutting. I'm lucky that I was sort of exposed to it early. I've read a lot of stuff on it, although there's not a lot of science to it. Um, it's all sort of in its infancy, but I'm quite lucky that I've been exposed to how to do it, um, and I gain an advantage um, doing it. I'd say. Did although, you do it on your kickboxing? I just no, no, no. Kickboxing was yeah very. I was fat when I kickboxed. <laughs> I was a chubby kid. I was all of my friends used to call me Fat Alf. <laughs> I used to eat KFC. I grew up on KFC and favorite really? chicken. Yeah, yeah, boss man. I know boss man well. Do you think if when, when you retire, do you think oh, Fat Alf might return? Or? Nah, nah. I do like my food. I'm not gonna lie, but I I I really like training. Also, I enjoy healthy food now. It was somewhat yeah. Growing up, I was never really cooked for myself. My mum, bless her, she 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 cooked a bit. <laughs> yeah, I was I don't want to take her took it cooking away too much. She has done some nice dishes, but at the same time, yeah, I used to always go. It was it was I can't blame my mum. It was me. I used to always go to the chicken shop after school. I used to love it. Yeah. So uh, that that's what made me uh, chubby, I'd say. Yeah, but well, I mean, you're training all the time now. Do you enjoy personal training, training other people? Yeah, I do actually. I enjoy it just because I've sort of taken a journey. I try and think of it as like a journey, martial arts journey, like fitness journey. And you, the highs that you get doing it, I enjoy passing it on to other people. And it's it's fun, yeah. It's, it's good to see them like the light bulb moments are the, are the things that attract me. When you like show a technique or you say like, why don't you try this out? And they have a light bulb moment and then they change their life or they change their technique. It's, it's, it's quite an addictive feeling so coaching is something that I, I definitely enjoy yeah. you teach a whole range do your kids too and... yeah kids all the way through so I've got at my academy, I've got an academy as well now in uh, Putney so I have started three years of age I've got the the uh, the little ones running around and what's the name of your academy it's Alfie Davis Kickboxing Academy and, yeah, how, what, how old are the littlest ones three Three, three, yeah, three, yeah. So three, uh, three, wow. yeah. How do you teach a three-year-old? What do they? Well, it's only it's like forty-five-minute classes, games, a lot of uh, just making them more athletic. Essentially, that's what I try and push towards. So make them squat, make them do press-ups, make them various athletic stuff, and then we'll do kickboxing. There, we'll play games like Simon Says and and stuff to sort of disguise repetition it's because it's, uh, yeah. their minds are like boom and lots of breaks you've got to give them breaks a lot uh, I think it's great for kids to do it mine are both yeah. doing jiu-jitsu now oh, nice. every week and yeah, they love yeah. it yeah great because they can't believe you know I think a lot of school being at school is you're told to sit down and not do things like that and they're being told yeah, roll around ahead, and yeah. fight on that mat they, yeah. I think Dubai has got it part of their school curriculum haven't they Really? Yeah, they employ a certain amount of black belts. So. Wow. It's quite an art being able to teach children. Um, some people just are clueless and they try to treat, treat them like adults and they're not adults. So. Yeah, I think that's the thing. I think you, you have to, as you say, bring it to them in a way that they understand. 
and yeah. and and they exactly it's, like it's a development of play. I've watched mm. it in the jiu-jitsu classes. They don't realise that they've kind of accidentally segued from playing a game into doing a technique. Yeah, it's very clever. Yeah, yeah. As long as it's fun, I think that even for adults, though, as long as as long as you're enjoying. That's what I've always said to myself. Once I stop enjoying this game, then it will be time to move on and do something else. That's what I try and. How long do you reckon you'll fight professionally for? Uh, I'd like to say in, until I'm around 35, so another six years is my goal. Um, it might be longer, it might be shorter. I'd like, I'd like, that's the sort of goal, six years, especially now I've just been signed, I think that gives me a good opportunity to sort of get some world titles, attain some decent finance that will set me up to what, whatever I want to do in the future. So. I've sort of, I made a plan of six years and yeah get within the next two years I hope to fight for a world title not within after two years I'd say I've got a learning phase before but yeah by the time I'm 28 29 I want to I want to be fighting for a world title in terms of learning what what do you sort of think they're still missing from your game for anything um, missing I think just refining my skills I think refining and learning new skills um I think, yeah, my takedown defence got massively good, but is it good enough to stop a Division One All American? Possibly not at this stage. But so I need to refine my skill to get there. My striking is my background and great. Yeah, I still think I can improve my striking and the styles of striking, and then jujitsu and and ground and pound, the art of ground and pound. Uh, I think just refining them and also knowing how to use them. I think I've got a lot of skills but knowing when in particular situations when to use them and, and, and putting them all together is something that I, I need to still acquire yeah I mean you've been talked about as someone who could go all the way I couldn't quite quite seriously and I, it's good that you've got that belief and yet you're still thinking I've got stuff to work on yeah I think it, being able to master anything you need to always understand that you need to improve somehow isn't it if I was just to be ignorant and say oh on the beast days there's no way of me mastering anything so uh, yeah I like to I, I'm confident in, in my abilities but also that's, this is the process isn't it I think once you become ignorant you or arrogant you just you, you're not learning um, so I'm on the learning path for sure how have you been with injuries quite lucky touch wood I've, uh, I've had a uh, I've torn my ACL but it was a grade 2 um, I only had to rehab it I've had hamstring tears, my feet. I bust up from kicking people all the time and <laughs> broken fingers and stuff like that. To be honest, I'm quite, I'm quite good with stretching. I believe in stretching. I believe in icing. Icing. If I've got an injury, I ice straight away. I'm stretching, um, and also just not doing idiotic stuff. <laughs> so, so say like I know that something's hurting. Say I've pulled my hamstring a bit. I'm not going to start throwing axe kicks. Uh, so learning how to sort of control your body um, is something that I... Uh, how many times did you break your foot? So? I broke my toes. Probably, oh, my last count, I dislocated both of them. <laughs> uh, I've broken my toes. I've not broken my foot fully. I've broken my, my toes and like probably about five times. One of the things I'm thinking all the time when I watch MMA is the human foot is not designed to be flung that hard face, at yeah. anybody. yeah. You know, because you, you just people throwing their feet in, they just must be busting their toes all the time. Yeah. 
Well, the, you can you can condition your instep as well. So if you look at like some world class taekwondo people, because majority of their kicks are done with their feet, they've got super hard insteps. Um, so you can condition them, although there are smaller bones on the body that uh, if you strike an elbow, it's it's not uh, it's not a nice experience. But at the same time, you don't really want to be hitting the hard bits. You want to be hitting the soft parts of the body. Um, ideally but uh, yeah I think you're probably true in that in some respect mm. have you taken many shots to the head no again touch wood <coughs> um, I've never been I've never been like I've never been knocked out I've been concussed but I haven't been knocked out I think I'd put this down to my style of fighting I don't like to get hit so I'm quite lucky in some respects some fighters with the amount of fights I've had are like really busted up so I, I think I'm, I'm quite lucky in, in that. Yeah, I like to think I'm good at moving. So. Is it something that you've worried about when you're you know, doing this as a job that yeah. the potential of head trauma? And Especially over the last sort of f- f- two years. I watched the, um, I don't know if you've seen the film Concussion. It's one of the ones I've, I've kind of, it's on the list to watch, but yeah. it doesn't sound like it. No, it's still like Concussion. It's a Will Smith. Yeah, it's about um, football players, American football yeah. players and their concussions and it's called CTE so it's basically the accumulation of concussions and how it can like mess up people um, so I've done some sort of reading into that and then there's this sort of hype around um, in MMA at the minute that oh, you shouldn't half spar you shouldn't be doing this because of concussions and stuff so I sort of got on that bandwagon a bit like oh no I don't think I should do this and do that and then you do a bit of reading and, and you know like anything it's, it's manipulated the science and sometimes and people write articles that are yeah I guess I mean it's I guess it's a legitimate concern and you, not getting hit I guess is the best way to yeah. avoid it if you can but you look at some of these guys who've been knocked out multiple mm. times yeah and you do wonder what's in the post for them don't you yeah I always said to my coach if I like getting caught there's getting caught but if I if I if I get knocked out more than three times I'm, I'm out of the game there's uh, I don't want to be this person that's fighting for money or fighting because I have to I think you can get caught don't get me wrong this game is there's loads of ways to lose getting caught and getting knocked out once twice three times again if you're fighting at a world level it, it can happen there's world champions that have been knocked out multiple times that, but they're still world champion they've still got everything in order but I think yeah three's my 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 threshold for sure so you've, you've got you said yourself, and I mean, you haven't used up any of them yet. No, so. yes, I've still got three lives. <laughs> yeah, it's quite. I mean, it's a, it's quite a nice way to look at. Well, okay. it's an odd way to look at things, but um, yeah, I guess you want none, ideally. No, yeah, yeah. But you'd give you know, you'd, you're. I guess you're allowing. You're looking at your career, and you're saying because you know, perfect records don't. I mean, they exist for people, but not mm. because they haven't fought anyone good enough, or for luck, or. Yeah. for whatever reason most people they have losses and a lot of people yeah, they're unlucky enough to get yeah. knocked out aren't they because yeah. it just, yeah, just happens in the game yeah MMA is uh, so many ways to lose and it's not like other other arts where the af- athleticism don't get me wrong does come into MMA massively but you I think the art is massively ex- expressed more than just say boxing you can get someone that's not a great boxer but they're super powerful and they, they can knock people out left right and, and, and centre um, if they have some sort of timing um, where 
those MMA, you bring that power over, someone's taken you down. You've got to learn the skills, I think. So, I, I like to think. In terms of the dangers and kids, like, it's one thing teaching kids martial arts, I think it's great. But if, you, if it was your kids, say, and it was MMA, knowing the dangers as you do, was it something you would yeah. want them to do? Or would you have a pause, or do you kind of think? Uh, I like. Uh... I advocate martial arts for sure. As as for MM, uh, as for mixed martial arts, yeah, I'd say so. I'd get them to learn striking for sure. What I'd probably advise is I wouldn't want heavy sparring for them until they're in their teen years. So like the children at the academy that I coach, I, I like to do a, like no headshot sparring. If they do headshots, it's very light controlled, just so that they're not exposed to getting trauma that early on but in their teenage years again yeah, I, I'll try and teach them a style where they won't get hit so much um, but I think it's a it's a life skill I put it down as a life skill you need to learn you need to learn this stuff if someone comes to you on the street you, you can be massively exposed I don't see why and also it's fun it teaches you it puts your ego in check it's a fun way of getting fit I regard it as a life skill personally someone was saying to me the other day she was kind of intellectual type and she was saying, oh, why do you do martial arts? I, I've got my arguments and things like this. And I was saying, well, that's great. But, you know, you don't necessarily always have that luxury. You don't, mm. You're not always sitting in a coffee shop having a civilised discussion. Mm. And I think, to turn it around the other way, why teach kids martial arts? I'd turn it around the other way saying, why, why would you think it's okay to raise a child that can't look after itself? Mm. That's, what, that's the way I look at it. Not that it's some extra thing that you might go and do that's a bit of a kind of minority interest it's like you're a human animal you're going to grow up and you're not going to what you're going to know nothing you're just going to hope it never happens to you you're going to hope no one ever tries to fuck with you you know that's that's what you're saying if you're just going to go no I'm not going to do it Mm. I'm hoping for peace I'm hoping everything's going to be okay it's not about taking a little girl and turning her into you know, heavyweight champion of the world. It's just doing what you can, just like you mm. do what you can by eating right, by to to the extent that you can, and just generally taking care of your health. Why not learn a basic skill? Mm. I like the saying: uh, "If you want peace, be prepared for war." Yeah, you get people. Hopefully, touch wood, you never have to be exposed to violence. But if you grow up somewhere where you are exposed to it, or just one day someone seizures uh, as weak it does happen and then then what you're going to do it's uh it's quite a scary thought if you if you think especially if i i haven't got kids but if i have if, if i think about my child being exposed to a bully or someone or being in a situation where they don't know what to do and they're they're being taken advantage of and i haven't given them the skills to deal with i, I think i've almost failed there mm. but yeah it's, it's uh and people kind of try and they, they then might put in the opposite argument and they say well oh well, what if someone what if someone had a gun or what if well, you, it doesn't it's not magic it doesn't make you invulnerable to all the bad things that life can throw at you but it's just you're doing what you can yeah. and you're doing what's it's a it's an extension of a natural thing you know we've always been fighting yeah. what you're doing is just an extremely refined learned version which is mm like benefiting from the wisdom of all these different styles and I think it's amazing to watch by the way what's happened to martial arts over the last mm. since I was a kid mm. but yeah it's a, it's a natural thing that you've at least got to have a think about it you mm. know I equate it to learning to swim you don't have to learn to swim you can 
just avoid going in water as much as possible but you know this is something that your bodies can easily do and they are fun man mm. yes it is fun it's much that's fun. the main thing I say to like guys my age I'm in my mid 40s now like the guys I grew up with who aren't doing much sport anymore I'd say well you can do it because it's healthy if you want but it's just super fun mm. it's fun I think it gets yeah and it's fun time that you're yeah you're not in the pub you're not you're making your health better it's so fun yeah. Yeah, it is fun. Test your ego, release some stress. Uh, it is. It's super fun. What better way to, to get fit? I think someone, and MMA guy was saying that all sports are sort of stemmed from war. <laughs> and I thought, I sort of thought that was like, actually, yeah, if you think of it, like football is somewhat resembles like a one one sort of army going against another and they're trying to score against each other. So sort of all sports stems from that. But we're just doing it in a bit of a more of a, a, a raw form. Um, but it's still an art at the end of the day. It's not like we're street fighting. We're not having, we're not having brawls. We're artists, you know. This is this is uh, an art that we're displaying. We spend hours. We spend six hours a day refining our skills. People say, oh, some people will be like, oh, they're just hooligans. They're just doing that. If you just put a hooligan in the cage, they're gonna look made to look like an idiot. They, we are. Like, like PhD in martial arts. That's the, that's the other thing. You've got you've got to be clever. Yeah, that's the other thing. I mean, people, I guess people take against it for whatever reason, and then I, public things. If Conor McGregor goes and does yeah, something that that breaks yeah. through from the like people who actually watch mixed martial arts into like the mainstream, so you know, like smashing up a bus. I've mm. had people say to me like, I told you. Mm, yeah, because you know, I've had this conversation with them, you know, yeah. about how it's not all hooligans, and then something like that happens. They're like, yeah. mm, "Well, see," but you know, little things happen. You see, when you see a group of guys that train, they're always calm amongst each other. Not mm. calm, and they're messing around, but there's none of that kind of peacocking that you get yeah, yeah. with normal blokes because it's all—it's mostly all settled. Yeah, the ego checked, yeah. You don't, yeah, it's you all know, you're on, down. Everyone's just relaxed. Yeah, everything's settled on the mat, so you don't have to prove anything to anyone. Yeah. Whereas when people are out, yeah, they're out in a pub or they're drinking, they're like, they want to be proven to be the tough guy, but people will check you out and know that you're not so tough. It's that feeling. It's that feeling of not knowing what what they can do, and they're kind of, mm. and it gets that, that angry frustration. Yeah, side. I think so. Yeah, I think yes. Some yeah, they're not comfortable within themselves, and they need to express it. Maybe, uh, but yeah, people do things for different reasons for sure. Yeah, so you need to get everyone training. That's basically what. Yeah, it is. martial arts for all. That's what I Could, say. You know, one. You know, I, I don't like the idea of things being compulsory in general, but I don't know why it shouldn't be something. Yeah. If kids are, yeah, they are. They are making them learn to swim. It's part of the school curriculum now, most places. Yeah. Read yeah. and write. Yeah. Why not? Don't need to read and write, do you? Really? I mean, no, you know, yeah. it's good. Yeah, I would recommend it. Yeah, but you can you can survive probably yeah. without doing you loads of stuff. But yeah, it's true. It's weird yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's a life skill, personally. Yeah. So you, you've got your next fight. Booked My in. next fight, not just yet. Um, there's been talks, and we're nearly agreed. Um, it should be in February. Hopefully, I get to travel out to the states and uh, yeah, get to on American. Because it's an American organization, right? Bellator. Yes, Bellator's yeah run out of America, so they're they're building a market in Europe now. 
Um, so they're doing a lot more European shows, but uh, all the big fights are in America. So would you, you so, so you might be some over there and some over here, depends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to travel. That's always sort of might be my dream. I want to sort of travel with with the art. Like I, I have a fight and then maybe have like a week or two to to get to see different places. So yeah, I'd like to travel more. But then maybe when I start taking titles, I'll do it on my home soil. So I can, uh, yeah, I have all the ARD family there. The growing ARD family. The growing ARD family. It is good. It's good to have home crowd as well. There is a definitely an advantage to having the home crowd sometimes um, when they're screaming your name and uh, you've got this sort of energy coming towards you. So it's good. Yeah. Well, thanks so much for talking yeah. to me. I'm enjoying training alongside you and watching yeah. your career progress. Yeah, and yeah. I hope everything goes well. Yeah, thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks a lot for having me. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. again to my friend Alfie Davis you can check out on Instagram his personal page is at Alfie Davis and his school is Alfie Davis kickboxing healthy beast is at healthy beast podcast thanks very much for listening bye